Boom. This is an excited guest. I like it. Well, hello. I'm Aaron Pekinas. And I'm Morgan Higgins. I'm Jolie Hall. Woohoo! Yay! We're here. Falling <laughs> off with Jolie Hall, who was mostly willing. She wasn't entirely willing. She was graciously. I've been dragged here, people. Exactly. We've got her locked in the car. When did you ask her? This morning. Uh, during Matins. Like right before uh-huh. Matins. Hey, Jolie. We really, what are you doing it for? We, we plan right? way ahead. We're very. Well, yeah, because you're do. more organized than me, I feel like. Except for about a spreadsheet, but other than that, right? Yeah, other than unless that, unless it's are... on a computer, and then it's bad news. Yeah, yeah. So here, this is a funny thing. I had, well, because I'm the boss of the topic, so that is yeah. my that's my official hauling off job is to be the boss of the topic, and this keeper uh, of the notebook, right? <laughs> and I have like 150 different topics in the notebook, so really, it's like rolling the um, the roulette, the, the dice. roulette yeah. wheel, the yeah. dice, yeah, the bingo cage. <laughs> Oh, I like that. <laughs> the number wheel. That's what exactly. we, should, we should publish. Who was our guest? Hauling off topic? bingo cards. Like, <laughs> we should. Well, um, it was N15. Jolie Hall is here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> bingo. So we knew we wanted Jolie to come on at some point, but weirdly, I have been bouncing around in the topic of elders' wives, and somebody, when I asked Jolie this morning if she would come on, uh, somebody was like, oh, yeah, you could talk about being an elders' wife, and Jolie made a stink face. <laughs> Because disclaimer, he's an eat. Still, right. he's an elder in training. Right. So yes. when he was a deacon in training, we called him eat dit and affectionate dit. dit. Yes. And because there's not an eit, we call him an eat. I like That's it. So, yeah. So when she made the stink face, I knew that was the Holy Spirit nudging me. <laughs> this Jolie's is what we're on, talking about. And we're talking about being an elder's wife. Super qualified, back right, here, ladies? Yeah. Because she's been doing it a really long time. Um, also because at some point we have to have Gail Martin back on because yeah. guys, her book is for sale. She will sell it to you for $5. Whoa, I nice. bought Way five copies to put in my oh, kids' nice. hope chests oh, for the future, idea. right? So I am amassing things. Gail, if you're listening, I'm going to do that too. Right? So four. just get ready, Gail. <laughs> and wasn't the Amazon price like 30 something bucks? <clears throat> yeah. Did you look it up the last? five or something. Okay. It was crazy. Yeah. It yeah. was crazy. Thank you, Gail. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So then I was thinking about having Gail on because we really yeah. should have her on oh, yeah. to actually talk about a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and I know. She I thought of like four wife. different things that are big topics we could hit with her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it turns out because of our weird lack of preparedness and the Holy Spirit lining up elders' wives, <laughs> Jolie's here. And that's what we're talking about. Um, so, Jolie, give us the 30-second uh, rundown on... Hang on, really fast. I do have to say, that would actually be... I, I actually listened to a podcast that is only about ideas for podcasts. That's oh. what It's called the Unmade Podcast, and they just come up with ideas that. for podcasts that they don't usually make. Every once in a while, they'll do a sample show. But um, I am thinking it would be kind of fun if you if you had your guests lined up, but then they drew a topic from like yeah. Yeah, like on the spot, and then it's like here we're gonna talk about this. That would that, be that, that is the bingo kind of generator. Fun. Talk yeah. about Holy Spirit led. Just we'll have in, to right? have you on for a random round then at some point. Yeah, then you would get to explain what my face looks like real time, right? <laughs> oh yeah, guys, she is sweating <laughs> right now from her eyes. Um, okay, so, sorry. Yes. Yeah, so yes, you're, 30 seconds. 30 seconds. It doesn't have to be 30 seconds. Okay. I made that up. Okay. Um, give us the intro on your life as an elder's wife. Like, give us your, your like, hey, this is how I ended up being an elder's wife. Here I am. I, I mean, an it. 
an Eats wife. An Eats wife. <laughs> well, I have a husband who is super, super teachable. I have a husband who convicts me on how much he cares for people. Like, he calls my family way more than I do. Um, so he has a care and a love and a burden for people. And um, so what, he's very teachable. You could walk up to him and say, I am super angry at you for, and he'll be like, okay. Like, there is no reaction where I'm like, that's like gasoline and put in a match and like, watch what right, happens. Right? Is You're like mad at me. The most intense, <laughs> laid back person I have ever met. Like, that is it a is, great description yeah, of him. Yes. It's so intense. Addie is like that too. So intense, but also super chill about yeah. pretty mm-hmm. much everything. But you're mm-hmm. like, how are you doing Which that? Which is super convicting to watch because I've wanted to be angry on his behalf <laughs> multiple <laughs> times. And I'm like, why did you not? And he's like, what's the big deal? Like, why do I need to be upset? So, like, where do you forbear? Where do you let love cover? So, he, and when he was approached by the elders, like, we, what do you think about being an elder in training? He was the first one to be like, I'm not qualified. <laughs> like, he was already calling mm. out his non-qualifications. And so, yeah, the Lord is faithful and he's awesome. So, he is at yeah. the end of his year of elder in training, is that yes, correct? Yes, he should be affirmed, Lord willing, mm. June 6th. Okay. So, yeah, because right now we're in the the cage match part of the year where they, it's not really cage match. They, they, I love them because for a lot of reasons, having been places where, um, elders and leadership in general did not want any input and did not respond to confrontation. Well, that is something that our elders prioritize, pri- mm-hmm. prioritize very highly. And so it is, there's like, I feel like it's a couple months, isn't it, where they say, okay, here's the list of names uh-huh. of people who are serving, here's who we're considering, and they want, they're like, come talk to us, if you're afraid to talk to us, bring somebody, whatever. Um, I do really like that part, but I also feel like, because you, does that feel stressful hearing that every Sunday, that like... Not at all, come because Ryan them. actually welcomes it, and he's actually had one who did come, and it was, and I'm like, are you nervous about it? Like, are, what do you think they're going to say? And he's like not at all and it was super chill and it was way better after like that's how god works Mm -hmm. right it's usually way better afterwards and there's been growth on both sides it seems like and so just to be witnessing that and watching it play out that's pretty fantastic Mm -hmm. so there was something else you said and i thought of something but now it's gone so hopefully it'll come back that happens a lot about our elders that's what it was Mm. about our elders like they're not looking for a man who has it all together and he's perfect because clearly ryan is not that I don't know any man in our body is. They are all sinners, but they do desire something. What do they desire? Um, so, I mean, First Timothy 3. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's a lot there that, that Ryan desires, as our other elders do. And so to see them lovingly come alongside and equip and train up a man who's like, I'm, I'm disqualified. Like, not disqualified. It's just his household wasn't in order when they approached him. Addie was not saved. Addie was fighting in the waters of baptism for so long, and it was strictly obedience she was terrified. She doesn't like public speaking. Um, so Ryan patiently walking that with her and then other brothers giving counsel. So he made her take communion. I mean, just different things that God used to let her see her need for not being obedient. Um, and let me say Addie's baptism was amazing. Mm -hmm. And like, um, I feel like she's, you might've, did you say this on the podcast? I don't remember. I can't remember either, but she, it, I feel like that was a an ad for 
what obedience can do Amen. because obedience always looks really difficult and like, like the outcome will be really small and the effort is really big and you're like, I don't want to do that. It's yeah. not even going to be like, it's just hard and I don't want to do it. But when you're on the side where you haven't obeyed yet, that's always what it looks like, but you can't see that as soon as you obey God blesses. I mean, not, okay. I'm not saying always, it's not like all consequences disappear if you've been disobeying for a long time, but, um, he can turn around so many of those things that you think are kind of immovable. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean like Addie, Addie, I have loved Addie for a long time, but she like got so much more lovely, like where Mm -hmm. you're like, what in the world just happened? But it's totally that obedience changing everything about a person. It was very striking. And it was, it is very striking. It was very noticeable. And it's that kind of obedience that then makes you look lighter. Yep. yep, You know, it is, it is the faithful obedience of knowing that you will obey and the Lord will grow you through it. Like you might not get to the other side and have all the material blessings. You might not have, you know, circumstantial blessings, but you will get to the other side knowing more about who your God is and trusting him harder. And that is a lightning of spirit that she is showing, which is super fun. And a lifetime of when it is hard, don't back out the other way. Like, you've already done that and how did it feel what did it look like you've now you've you have you're exercising that muscle like you've done it before okay let's go yeah so totally i love that and i love that she like that she was so nervous but then her her actual talking she was was a boss i know because i I thought she was gonna get up there and kind of you know i did too tense up and not say anything i thought sean would be like you're yeah, Addie. like having right. to ask her, yeah, like, Addie, what's your last name? Like, no, get her to say every word, totally. but she was, like, awesome. Well, because there's times where she's like, would you stand with me? And I'm like, there's moments where I'm like, you got to yep. suck up and go do this. <laughs> right. Be a woman, stand on your feet. But I was like, okay, fine. Like, I asked Ryan, and I was back there. Which was sweet because yeah. uh, Lori Giddings stood back there with me and I was trying to film it. And at one moment, we we're just having a sweet little moment back there, just holding hands and just rejoicing mm-hmm. at what God is doing in this. Uh, totally. I love that side movie. angle with the baptism. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Yeah, super yeah. sweet. Totally. Um, but yeah, she was a boss. I didn't have to, I mean, I didn't know what I have to be like. Yeah. <laughs> point, like, don't look at me. Look out there. <laughs> yeah. None of that. It's great. Yeah. Um, okay. So. What you're saying in all of this is that elders do not need to have perfect families. Are we looking for sinless families? Is that Good what we're shooting for? Good luck finding that. Good luck finding that. Aaron sinless. It's pretty great. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. No, totally safer at this total church. sin fest. But what do you do with the total sin yeah. fest? Yeah. We um, were actually talking about this this morning at recess because um, I have seen, you know, along the way, um, elders and elders' wives who choose not to be in close fellowship with the body that they're in, partly because they feel like they need to maintain some kind of authoritative mm-hmm. platform that that is not close. Yeah, uh, being and, you know, good enough, being better or whatever. Right. Yeah. Or so don't get so close because you're going to see what yeah. I don't want right. you to see. That their authority comes from an impression of holiness as yeah. opposed to act- the actual holiness of Christians that is... I sinned against you and now I'm asking forgiveness and we're going to make it right and move on. Right. You know, being, being the point that that's what you have as Christians. There are, there are actual qualifications scripturally. So you're not just saying, well, any old person who is a Christian Mm -hmm. can be an elder. There's actually qualifications, but you know that you're not perfect. You're not looking for perfection. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so I guess here is my next question. Yeah. <clears throat> so we do have biblical qualifications for eldership, mm-hmm. and we do see that being an official office. So at our church, you know, mm-hmm. there are four elders with Ryan in training and mm-hmm. hopefully confirmed at the end of this month. Um, so there will be five of them. And they have relatively clear roles in specific shepherding duties. The role of an elder's wife is a little less concrete to me. And I have seen the, well, if you're the pastor's wife, you better get a piano because that's your job. Well, I'm now disqualified. (laughs) So what do you say... And I also think that our our elders' wives are a varied group of ladies mm-hmm. who don't all fit the same mold, which mm-hmm. I am very thankful for. Um, but what would you say the role of an elder's wife is? A role of an elder's wife? Well, to be repenting yourself. So maybe you can add on after this moment. Uh, repenting yourself and make sure that you are in check, walking rightly before the Lord, putting yourself under the head that God has given you. So um, even back to fruit of her hands, like you have one head that you should be receiving counsel from, taking counsel, following what he's asking you to do, unless he's asking you to sin. Don't do that. But putting yourself under your husband. And then the as far as the fellowship or the sweetness of the ladies, I mean, I don't look at it. I don't look at it yet that my role has changed. I have a care for, God's given me a particular care and burden for the college age girls and high school girls, just because I did a lot of stuff. Uh, past life that I'm not proud of. And when you see it in a young lady, it breaks my heart. So I think, you know, continuing the desires or the loves or the burdens that you have that God has given you and you apply those to the body under the headship of your husband and the elders at large together collectively. Um, And then the diversity. I mean, our four ladies plus myself, I think we couldn't be any more polar opposite um, in each other. And there's lots of gifts and talents that each one brings mm-hmm. to the table that the others don't have. And so I think it's sweet. It can be hard. I mean, when there's times you want to talk about something and you're not aligned, that can be hard for me. But God is using it to grow me to slow down, pray about it, listen to what they're saying, ask Ryan about it. And usually I'm like, is this something I need to be fussy about? Is this something I need to have yes, another conversation? Yes, <laughs> yes we promote fussiness. Fussy. Um, do I need a follow-up? And he's usually really good to be like, no. Like, he'll navigate me. Like, mm. no, let it go. Yes, you should go follow up, and this is what you should say or whatever. So that's how I would answer it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. okay, and attend all the things, like, don't, in which none of our elders' wives are sitting aloof, but whatever the elders see as important ministries of the church, we need to be there to love the ladies and us going first. So. I do, uh, because I especially for evening events. If something starts at seven, it's something I'm going to pay for the next day. And so like, I, I don't actually go to life to life or most of the time, even evening service, but it's really funny because I, I totally, as a joke, I have said to Sean, the elders think that it's important <laughs> that all the people be at this and you're not letting me go. <laughs> and you need to know the frame, your frame. It's no, not totally. going to be a loving yes, your yes. husband or your people. If you do that. Yep. So it's like, we'd probably see you and be like, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> go, <laughs> home. go home. Go home. Get out your of people here. are going to hate this tomorrow. Yes, Get out of here. Totally. <laughs> yeah. I think what Jolie said is great. And for, cause for me, I was like, I, did not want to marry a pastor. I wanted to marry somebody that at the church I grew up at, it was very distinct lay and staff elders. And I was like, 
I like the lay elders. My dad was a lay elder, so that's probably some of it. But I knew I wanted to be married to somebody who was intense and into the gospel and its application in all areas and theology because I've always loved all that. But not always since I became a Christian. Um, but I also growing up at a church that had a seminary right there, saw a whole bunch of seminary students and was like, no, don't like it. Don't want to do it. I don't like that. Um, and I didn't like the, like that removed feeling of a lot of pastors and families. What's funny about that is I did actually have some really good relationships with, um, like Kim Holland, Rick's, Rick Holland's wife was, uh, a disciple for a long time who was awesome. Like she, she, I think about her a lot. Like, oh, I want to be like that. But, um, but yeah, I thought I don't, I have no interest in being in like a special group. And it did seem like there was a lot of pressure to like know how to play, play the piano or whatever. And I played classical piano, but no one ever taught me how to do anything useful with a piano. So like I couldn't have gone up there and done it. I, it just seemed so weird to me. It, it did seem like there was a formal role and I was like, I don't want to do that. Um, but Sean, pretty much since I met him, was really clear on like, hey, there is no elder's wife job yeah. in the Bible. There's not, it's not um, like, you know, a, a guy who thinks he's called to be a pastor is looking for, are you called to be an elder's wife? Like mm -hmm, he's right. looking for a godly woman who he fits with, um, who's then going to be his helpmeet. And so, so there are specifics to being the helpmeet of an elder that do have to do with church, but, um, you know, Sean has drawn always really clear lines about like, um, like cause different people from different churches have different thoughts. Piano is a very common one or <laughs> organ playing. Those are both where you're like, okay. Um, another really common one is that you stand at the front of the church and greet everybody that's coming in, which I don't do. Cause also I'm, well, if I drove myself there, I'm late. So it's just it's not, it's not what I'm doing. Um, but there are a whole bunch of those kind of things. Anytime that has come up, Sean has gone out of his way to say, no, that's not, there's not an elder's wife job. There's not a pastor's wife job. That's not a thing. Um, so I think that that in our church is pretty well established. Like mm -hmm. I, I think that everybody sees it's the elders who are leading the church and their wives mm -hmm. support them, but we're not um, whatever. Now, because if you... Like, I do have great interest in all church-related things, which is part of what Sean and I clicked about really early. So um, I am super happy to be a part of Titus 2, which is the, our women's thing, um, the main one. There's other things, too. But um, so, like, it's a natural fit for me. But it's also, like, um, I know Sonia, I'm, I know she won't mind me saying this does not like leading the discussions at Titus two. She, and like, it's totally not her thing. And there is nothing wrong with that. It's not right. like you have mm -hmm. to have a public role. Um, you just need to be supporting your actual husband. So it's right. in a lot of ways, it's the same as everybody at the church. Like, you know, right. if your husband sells cars, you should probably know something about selling cars and you should be into that. And like Kimmy, Kimmy's husband sells cars, which is why I'm saying that. <laughs> um, I know she takes snacks and treats in there and make sure that they're a presence at that dealership. Um, there's all those kind of things. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. yeah. so question for you then, because all you ever had modeled hey, for no, you was what it didn't guest. look we like. you questions. I was going to oh. say, you're a good question. <laughs> too. Look at I you. It's because if all you ever saw what was icky and gross, who was your model or like, did God just give it to you and Sean on your heart? Because if all you ever had was gross, I don't want that. Ooh, that looks distant. It just looks gross. You guys aren't that. So like, 
I mean, by God's grace, you're not. I know that. But like, so what was your, Yeah. who were the feet, like whose shoulders are you standing on as you saw yeah, them doing totally. it the right way? And we did, we did definitely see people doing it the right way. And even like, um, John MacArthur and his wife, Patricia, I, they are awesome. Like what they are actually, what they do, the closer in you get, the more, the more you realize these are actually really funny personalities that are very, both of them are very extreme, which yeah. Sean and I are like that. So that's like, I, I understand that. Um, but, uh, what they were doing was great. What Kim and Rick Holland, Kim was like, I still think about how she did things. One of our high school pastors, her wife was also great. She totally, um, welcomed me into their home. Uh, you know, to like learn so about you taking care of kids. So you did see it on the ground. It wasn't like yep. you were first time paving the road all by yourself. Oh no, definitely okay. not. And then Nancy Wilson, like, I, I feel like I really actually should get bracelets made up that say WWNWD. Yeah, because she's just, like, I love how she talks about, like, her approach is so biblical and simple, but with really clear, thick application. And I was like, I want this. I love all of this. And I loved, because um, I feel like they do a great job, too, of giving enough um, practical examples that you you can understand like what it actually means. Cause if you're too abstract, then it's kind of like, okay, but what does, but what that, does mean? that look like? Yeah. Like how would yeah. I actually do it? But not getting hung up in their particulars. Cause obviously, you know, each husband being different makes right. it a different job. Um, but yeah, so there have been some great, great examples along the way. And, um, you know, Helen Zimmer is, she's the one that I know I talked about her on here before about the Bible reading plan or no reading the old Testament. Didn't I talk about that? I don't know. I probably did. But, um, you know, see, so I've had lots of women who have been totally devoted to Christ and then, um, being a helpmeet to their husband. Yeah. We have seen also a good share of where you're like, what are you doing? And some of them are sad. Like one older, older elder's wife that I talked to once she, um, I mean like we were in church with her, but I, in one conversation, she was talking about how giving her testimony was a huge deal because, um, at a bigger church they had been a part of the elders, they didn't want them giving their testimony because it implied that you had sin that had needed to be dealt with, which is not <laughs> this is the most crazy what? thing ever. Yeah. Because if your elders actually are concerned about that, you're like, what do you think we're doing no, here? No, like, what do totally... you think Christ is offering? I was just going to say, you don't have a need for Christ no, right? on your behalf. This like, is that so when weird. Sean was in seminary, there was an intern whose wife, you know, was going to church with him and they were doing whatever. And there was a Sunday where she was like, Oh my goodness. I am not a Christian. Like I don't, I have not believed this and I do believe it now and was like totally shocked by this. And so got saved. He was so excited. She was so excited. It was like, you know, cause it, things had been off, but not like, uh, hard to put your finger on like yep. what is going on. And so then they went and asked, you know, Hey, we need to get her baptized. She, she just became a Christian. Isn't that exciting? And the person that they talked to the first elder was like i don't really know what it's going to say about the seminary if she gets baptized and uh, <laughs> so they did baptize her they did they they got to somebody because his response her husband's response was 
What? What? <laughs> I don't know if you heard the good news. Jesus saved this person. <laughs> Let us baptize her. Who cares what it does? Like, what's going to make the seminary Amen. look? Yeah, it's like so. Oh, you're just like, that's pretty weird. So, yeah, because I think that it is easy. The more systematized things are around you, it's easy to forget what it's actually about, which is right. actually you got saved by Jesus and Amen. he is wanting to save more people. Like that's mm-hmm. what you're, that's what you're in it for. Not for like a position or yeah. looking a certain way or something. I right. would add on to it going first. So what I mean by that is early on at another church for me, it was an elder's wife who first confessed sin <sighs> to me. And I was thinking, what you don't attain a level of holiness. Like once you <laughs> arrive at a position of leadership And so Ryan always says, whether it's life group or whatever, he's like, you go first. Like you be the example, you get out there. So like, I need to be confessing my sin. I need to be talking about that. So going first, but that's being Christian. That's not, you're an elder wife now. That is where I think it gets super weird. Because I was thinking (laughs) about the, um, you know, the example that I have in history of the gal who was like, we can't be friends with anybody here. Like yeah. I'm really lonely yeah, in this so body. Yeah. It just is such a, it's such a grievous thing because God gives you the body to be in fellowship with, but because right. of some, because you're not willing to, you know, actually put your Christian convictions down on the ground in this place, you end up being out of fellowship. You, you and actually isolated. don't have fellowship. Yeah. And I think it's interesting. Some of the, you know, the systematizing and giving a specific role to a thing first before any of the roles is, are you living like a Christian? No, like, are you actually obeying all of scripture? Amen. And when you start to say, well, but I can't obey this part because what will people think? Pump the brakes. You're like, well, I don't know. That's, Hopefully that's they're going to think obeying God matters. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. And just that humility in leadership to be able to say, Hey, I'm going the wrong direction. Please forgive me. I'm sorry. I mm. I need to repent. I need to turn around. Uh, and what's super funny, and I think this actually kind of goes back to parental authority that we were talking about last time. You know, your authority does not come from your stand, your ability to mm-hmm. maintain yep, all yep, the yep, totally. Your uh, your authority comes from the Lord, and it is given more weight. As you are humble before your kids, yep. you know, mm-hmm. as you yeah. will, they saw your sin. Yeah. No, totally. they're, they're not surprised. <laughs> yeah. And it's the same thing with leadership where yeah. everybody else is looking at you. It's not like they can't see your sin. So why not go ahead and act like a Christian yep. about it right. and confess it and, you know, yeah. lead that way. And I will say one thing we, cause so it is true also, cause some, some people are in some elders wives are in very difficult circumstances where, sure. um, for what there, there are a lot of varieties of problems you can have. We are in, um, what feel like, I don't know that they could be more ideal circumstances with the kinds of people that are around us. And, you know, even the Pacific Northwest does not have like a lot of established, um, expectations about how things should be, you know, like in the South. It's not it's like totally you're in different. the old South where yeah. they expect everybody to wear. Yes, totally. You know, yeah. Just no, right and I always thing. think about like, um, like when Jonathan Edwards was, um, being a pastor, the pastor's family had to sit oh, up on Sarah the front. Edwards was up in the very yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness. Like I, <laughs> no, I can't even, say, I hate the front row. So we sit in like the third row. That was our compromise. I would rather be in the back row, but so the third row feels like I might as well be sitting on the stage, but it's like, <laughs> I cannot even imagine 
sitting up there and like when you have kids, sister, what no. the heck? Um, now I just distracted myself with that. But uh, there are, so one of the things about being in fellowship, it's, it is, there are a lot of similarities to parenting um, and probably any leaders of anything know this. So if you're going to put yourself out there, you are actually going to get hurt also. Mm-hmm. There are going to be people yeah. who, um, there are people even who will take advantage. They will see, oh, this person is being real with me. I am going to go out of my way <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to poke at them and get in a bunch of digs wherever I can. Um, and it it's really important to recognize that, but this is true in all maturing friendships, that... God is the one that's supplying what you need. It's not through those people. And it's totally okay. Then if you do get hurt or you do get jostled around or whatever, it's like, all right, that's going to be fine. And you keep, you keep, um, because that's the thing that's leadership. Cause also your people need to see how to handle oh, totally. when, um, things are painful or awkward or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But cause there are some situations are, cause I, we really do have great people. So there's very, um, it's a pretty ideal kind of spot to be doing all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've been thinking about this with my kids getting older <clears throat> and you know, obviously when they're little, you don't include them in all the circumstances yeah. in all yep. the things that go on with all the interactions of the people that you run across. But as they're getting older, they're becoming more aware of some of the subtleties and mm-hmm. some of the mm-hmm. difficulties and things like that. And it has been really interesting as the kids have gotten older, where they will know the backstory on a thing yep. and they will watch Yo, yeah. an interaction and we'll talk about it later. Like, what were you doing there? And it is, it's funny to watch yep. their eyes open mm-hmm. to learning about what it means to not, to not take the offense that you could have taken, yeah. to not respond in kind, yeah. to not, you know, yeah, just to like, we are going to cover that. We are stretching hard to cover over that thing and and love that person in spite of actual hurts, like things that are really, you know, that would be really painful if I wasn't carrying them with Christ. We just had a big one of those where, um, our kids knew, like, uh, our older kids knew that a thing had happened a long time ago. And, um, they knew that, you know, there were different parts that were hard that were just covering something. But, um, because they were older and involved in a different situation, I needed to tell them more about what happened. And, um, they were like legit shocked, but in a way that I am so thankful for how God does this, because I have a friend who says that, um, pastors need to be aware, pastors otherwise need to be aware that they are raising up some of their best friends in their house because some of it is you can't, you know, when your problems involve other people's problems that you are helping them with, you can't talk about that with a lot of people. So there is Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff that's just you and your husband or just you and maybe another elder's (laughs) wife that are able to talk about, I mean, obviously your husband too, but talk about those difficulties. Um, it can feel very lonely, but it is actually very comforting if you're, if you're doing it all out for God, seeing that the kids can see the whole thing. Cause the thing that they were surprised by was that it had been that big of an issue that they couldn't, they couldn't that they tell. didn't notice. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, and cause they were like, but how did you do that? And I was like, well, there were like two weeks where I cried every day, but I mm. just, you know, yeah. then I got it together and it was fine. 
Um, but that, that is a part that I, you know, and I think that leadership of different types gives, gives you this opportunity, but it does make your family friendships, um, sweeter, very rich. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Cause our kids have seen some things and you know, when you're in a household yeah. and you're not trying to be secretive, there is wisdom to when you talk about oh, yeah, something totally. who's yeah. listening. Yeah. Um, and God has designed one of our children to want to listen. So we have to either <laughs> sneak outside or sneak to the no, bathroom you can and turn the it fan gets on. Really or, quiet. You're like, oh. are you guys trying to listen to us? No, Go totally. Away. All the time, stop, stop talking. He's like, are they listening? And, <laughs> yeah. you know, they've had a, we've had a couple times where they did hear something. And it did allow for a conversation. And it's kind of one of those things, too, where it's like, okay, this is not your story to tell. You need to pray for all of those who are involved. Pray for everyone who's coming alongside. Pray for yourself first. Right. Like, do you think that you're too above whatever this is? Because no, you're not. Mm-hmm. You could find yourself in the same thing. So what does it look like to pray over yourself first and for your brother and sister who's going through a thing? So and like you said, like welcoming them in, not, not in giving details about other things, but they do, they end up seeing a lot of things. They do. Like, yeah. Sometimes, you know, you're at church until two because your dad's talking to somebody. So right. it's like, you know, that something's happening. Yeah. Um, making sure that they feel welcome into that because God also has that for them. They are totally. not, um, what's that word in war when you accidentally are killing people? Mm. Collateral <laughs> damage. That. Oh, there you go. Collateral damage. They are not collateral damage of of a problem that God is giving you. It's also a prop, an opportunity that He's giving the them. family. Yeah, right. they yeah. are there for a reason. For you don't sure. know what God's preparing them for, and so um, making sure that you're helping them uh, process all the different mm-hmm. things that they yep. see is is important. Yeah, I my dad was an elder at our last church and um, and became an elder when I was like thirty. I don't know, I was old. Yeah, I, around thirty, and it was it was just a really soul uh, clarifying time where I was like, I'm a nosy Parker. I want to know everything. <laughs> yeah. I remember feeling like you know because my dad and I are super close, so we talk about tons of stuff, and so all of the things that we had formerly been talking about that were just because we have eyeballs and you're looking at the world around you. There's lots of conversation to be had. And then as his role changed, I remember feeling like normally I would ask him about that, but because he is in this different role, I can feel that it's not right for me to do that. You know what I mean? And because I was doing it as a grown up, you know, I was aware of what my, you know, yeah. that kind of like leaning in to hear it. Oh yeah, totally. And like, yeah. I would, you know, yep. his email would be up on his computer when I go back to use their computer and just being like, Nope, I'm not going to look at that. And it required yep. some really conscious, uh, focus to yeah. say, that is not mine to know. I yep. don't need yeah. to know that. If that... that's true, even as a wife, like yeah. oh, where yeah. it's like, I always say, you know what I should know yep. to Sean. You, I am not, I'm not pressing for it, like mm-hmm. trying to make it really clear because, you know, there are times that he does want counsel on a, on a tricky thing, but, um, there are also a lot of things that, um, personality wise, it, I, I feel like I'm glad I have the personality I do. Cause it is easy for me to compartmentalize information. Like where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, that's what I know here, but I don't need that to affect anything that I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you don't need to always have, well, especially when it's like male 
issues that the elders are helping with. It's, I don't, I don't need to know no. all of this. Like I want to be, um, a loving body member towards all these people and not have a bunch of weird stuff to wade through in your thoughts or yeah. whatever. So, right. and to praise is, God that God's given you your husband yeah. who can lean into that as an understanding yep, totally. God made male yep. to go forth and walk that. Yep. I've actually, one thing that I, so there's been times in this last, has Ryan been an elder in training for like a year? I don't oh, no, know. That's what Ish. I was just wondering. I was right? like, I don't so, know. Was it okay? Yeah. yeah I think so. There is times I've actually thought in my head, like, I don't want this. Like, <laughs> this is really hard because. I think the first time that I asked you, how's it going being an elder and training's wife? And you were like, I don't like it. <laughs> like, okay, that sounds about right. <laughs> I don't like it at all. It's really intense, but it's giving me an appreciation for the men who are willing to, to take on that role mm-hmm. and to be obedient to the Lord and to pray for them more. Right. Like, you know, I don't know how long has Dave been the oldest elder, like the longest standing elder in our, like as uh, far as his, Jim. Okay. Yeah. Jim. And so, yeah, yeah, but it's like to pray for them mm-hmm. because my biggest sinage is to grow weary. And like when I'm surrounded by what feels like, and again, I'm also a, oh my word, there are so many weeds and it's only in my spot that's right below my head. Mm-hmm. That is the kind of ditch I fall into. I don't come up enough for air, yeah, yeah. but like, I'm like, how do you not grow weary of all of the sinners that are not wanting to repent and move on? Um, and that's it's soul work. And mm-hmm. so for me, it's given me an appreciation, a lot more repentance and praying for the men who stand firm, um, and that they wouldn't grow weary. Cause I know right. what my head, yeah. what I'm thinking, how much more as being the leader and they are men who are going first. It's not on me. I'm not, that's not me. But I can quietly pray mm-hmm. and praise God for the men who will lean into the mess and yeah. do it. Right no, on. I know. I love that too. That, um, I remember there was one time it was during like a week where it was, I was feeling tempted to be pretty annoyed with my dad about just whatever my parents live with us. So, um, I can't even remember. It was like so stupid. It was just something that I'm like, uh, it might've been that, that, I couldn't get plans nailed down with him because he was like, eh, I don't know, I don't know. But then there was a time that I, um, I think I was in the bath and I had the window open to the deck and um, I heard him out there talking on the phone, but I kept forgetting he was on the phone because he, it would be dead silent for like 30 minutes. And then oh, he, <laughs> yeah, because it went on way after my bath also. Like, um, and then I would hear him say, okay, I'm listening to what you're saying, but you need, no, no, stop, (laughs) stop. Please stop yelling. Please stop. (laughs) Just hang on a second. And then he would like try to explain to me. And it's like another 30 minutes of silence. And like, when I stuck my head out there, I could hear the person is yelling. Like they are not happy. And he, I think it was three hours that he was on the phone, just patiently listening and trying to redirect like, no, this is not a good idea. You're not going to like what's going to happen if you do this go this way instead. Um, that kind of, cause the thing is that that's not, that's not showy. That doesn't, you know, right. but I just happened to hear that he wouldn't have told me about it. He wouldn't have been like, Oh, I spent three hours being super godly today. Um, <laughs> but unless you know him, cause we've been able by God's grace to meet with your mom and dad once a month for, I don't know how many years now. And he doesn't ever boast of that. Mm-hmm. But when you watch all the men's lives by God's grace that he's used your dad in, and he is so patient and so hopeful that it's like, man, extremely optimistic. I am. Uh-huh. Thank you again. Well, Cause for I another. think when he got off of that phone call, he was like, I think that went pretty good. Like, I don't know what perspective here. you're looking yes. at it from. Cause from back here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 
That is awesome. <laughs> but it is that they totally trust God. Like it's right. not about right. what you can see in front of you. You are you are like, okay, God, I hope you're doing something with this because from this perspective, it seems pretty pretty grim. Like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which seems like that's a pretty that's a pretty square place to land, just as a Christian yeah. person. Oh, right? totally. Like, Amen. Yeah. Hey, so yep. Yep. I mean, it's the Psalm one twenty seven. You know, if the Lord is not building the house, He who's laboring labors in, in vain. vain. Like, yep. right. You can get yep. up early, you can stay up late, but if God's not building this thing, right, then it's not going to work anyway. So there is so much confidence to say, okay, Lord, you really are holding all of this. So yeah. whether, well, and I think I mean it does apply to elders and elders wives but it also just applies to humanity applies to parents oh, i think that it's all like yeah that. it's this is just, just got Christian sharper living. edges on it it's it like god which i'm like that's funny because it is perfect for me it makes it very obvious mm-hmm. like if you do this wrong there's going to be big consequences mm-hmm. where if you're just wrecking your own family life right. it might be a while before you really even see that and not a lot of people might see it but if you're going to wreck as an elder, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of situations, that's going to show up much faster. There's going to be problems all around you that, you know. Which is why I think, you know, with the qualification of an elder has to have his household in order is Ooh, controversy. So, right. <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah. Um, which I think is funny because we talked about that last week with yeah. the, you know, the elder who's, who's teenage adopted kid from the streets. <laughs> Hi, Taylor. Taylor, you're going to come on here too. <laughs> We're gonna make you be on the podcast. But it's a girls' podcast. <laughs> no, Taylor. Taylor says this is a girls' podcast. It's not. It's an informational <laughs> podcast. You could be on it. You're coming on sometime. I have you in my notebook. It says Taylor. Yep. Tattoos. Can't escape it. Yeah. Tattoos. <laughs> Talk about controversial. Taylor is running away right now. He's getting out of here. He's not interested. <laughs> He's like, hey, I gotta go. <laughs> um, but. Oh, we talked about this last week with mm-hmm. the elder yep, yep. who's, you know, taken in a high school kid and was de-eldered because he did not have his household in order. Yeah. Uh, you know, that it, there is such a wisdom in applying this, but I, I have grown to appreciate that qualification from the standpoint that a man who is humble enough to lead his family that they want to follow him, a man who knows to look to his people and figure out who they are, what kind of people do I have here, what should I do with them, is the kind of man who can deal with more people because he's that kind of patient and And if he doesn't know what kind of people he has, he can be like, I think I'm onto this. I don't know how to handle it. Can you help me? Right. How do you handle this? Yeah. Because we all teachable. Like, are they... We've talked to our girls a lot about like a future spouse and like obviously them being a Christian first, <laughs> first that was Taylor just speaking away, loving God with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength. But are they teachable and do they have humility? Right. Like that is something that if they're marked by that, God will totally use that. And right. so, oh yeah, so much. Well, we were talking yesterday about whether dads should wipe butts like are they changing diapers and so it was a hilarious quick question like hey do your husbands change diapers and the answer was long (laughs) and varied but the answer is like i have a book series i should write about this (laughs) about dads changing diapers (laughs) um but where did you land go ahead and tell us about that because this is the kind of thing that actually does change a community yeah it way does that so uh I know even in there, I think I said that I, when Maggie was born, um, and through Cal to a certain point, like he was probably 
I feel like it was the flight to Chicago that changed everything with Cal. So when I think he was 18 months old, but the, I, I took my job as a stay at home mom very seriously, which I think is good in general, but it has some downfall, mm-hmm. <laughs> some problems with it. Um, that came up really very easily for us because Sean, um, both of us prefer abstract discussions to anything here and now. Um, and, but I knew God said women should be at home with their kids. And so I'm going to do that. And I'm not even going to forget that I have this kid. I'm going to feed her. And I'm going to... I totally was so... It's so funny. She had... Maggie had eczema as a baby totally because I was overwashing her. Like, I had decided you should wash your baby every day. And Maggie and Calvin are three years apart. So this... So I had, you know, a good amount of time because I also had energy at that point in my life. So I would very efficiently wash her and do all of the things I was supposed to do. And, um, it ended up with eczema because her skin was so dry. Uh, <laughs> I, I was like determined that Sean would not have to get up in the middle of the night. Uh, and I was breastfeeding. So I was like, what are you even going to do? Um, and I had it in my head that I was not going to slack off. I was going to do all the work. So I'm going to change all the diapers. I'm going to do all the things. And with one baby and a relatively energetic mom, you can totally do that. So, but I, and this makes me cringe so bad and apologize to Maggie, which I already have, uh, a lot. I would totally fence off that work from Sean. I would be like, no, 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 you need to go do the important work, you know, which is real good for Sean. No, that's, I'm being super sarcastic. It was not good for him to be thinking that the only important work was, you know, preparing for a sermon. But this dualism is like what we both grew up soaked in Mm -hmm. the whole way through and is all rampant throughout evangelical everything. But, um, the idea that, you know, there's this godly work and then there's the stuff that's here. So I thought, well, I'm keeping him from this lowly work. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He can go do the important things. So, um, but then as, um, Cal was a special baby and toddler <laughs> who was very difficult and very angry. And that was Sean's biggest sin problem. Um, through that, Sean ended up getting a lot more involved because suddenly we were like, oh, I think that these things are related. And I think this is actually more of your thing to deal with. Like I need to deal with it on a day to day basis. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm the one there with him. But, um, it became very clear to me that I was not going to be able to, uh, get Cal over to a good place without Sean's major involvement. So he started getting more and more involved at that point with all of the things. And then, um, and that was sometime I should tell the story about that flight. Cause it was, it was you really should, Cause bad. I still, I think it's a good story. Yeah, it was like amazing that we all lived. But, uh, then as, then we had Hallie. And I was, again, super sick when I was pregnant with Hallie and then adopting Keela. <laughs> right after that is when my health fell apart. Sean actually ended up becoming basically a stay-at-home mom during that time. He was doing everything. Because I was in bed for like 18 to 20 hours a day. Like I could be up for maybe four to six hours and then I was just totally done. Um, and 
at first I was like racked with guilt about this because I'm like, he is supposed to be doing spiritual things. And instead he's wiping noses and changing. Cause we had less diapers by then. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. diaper crazy, but I do remember him being amazed at how many times you had to wipe their noses. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, it is a lot. Um, and then, you know, he's like noticing all the things that moms talk about. He's like, you can't even wipe their noses with toilet paper because then they get that horrible chapped nose thing. You have to like put chap- you have to put Vaseline on it. And I was like, yes. Yeah, yes. Totally. So he could have conversed with anybody, any mom about all of the, how do you carry all this stuff? All these car seats, you're snapping people in and out of them. Um, and the thing that's so funny about that, I did stop feeling guilty about it because our family changed so much so fast and he changed so much so fast. Like, um, where it was like a completely different person. And so much of that, like here I am keeping away some of God's sanctifying work in a man's life. Like, um, and I'm not saying, because I do think moms are the primary caregivers. Like this is obviously you're the one that can nurse them. That God means something with that. But um, acting like it doesn't have anything to do with him until they're old enough to like talk about things or you know, be spiritual is or so weird. You had said something about running interference yep. between dad and kid, because I yep. think because mom is at home a lot, then you're the one dealing with the behavior. You're the one dealing yep. with all the things. And dad doesn't do that full time. So when, you know, his, and I don't know, maybe this is not true, but I feel like oftentimes dad's tolerance for some of those tasks is lower. Like oh, he'll yeah, get yeah, annoyed yeah. faster. Oh, he'll totally. Get, you know, like what totally do you mean you're Like just yeah. behaviorally and functionally, dads hit a threshold clo- quicker than mom Yeah, for lots of different reasons. But then when the mom's job is actually to keep dad from getting annoyed, then yeah. you are in a really bad spot. No, it's so bad. It's right. like the worst. And also you're not letting it happen naturally to him. Like increasing right. gradually. Like Maggie was a super easy baby. If we had, if I had noticed how stupid I was being, this would have just like gradually increased mm-hmm. for him. And he would have been gradually growing just like right. I was. But instead it was like, you know, crash course. Totally. <laughs> yes. Where it's like, sorry Buckle to up. abandon you with four children you'll figure it out bye um that that was crazy but anyway the change in our family the change in him and then seeing that have impacts throughout the community um because also being that kind of dad does also make you be the kind of dad that realizes i need to be involved in my kids education because you look at all the different um i i It's begun. One of my children just showed me one of her remaining polo shirts that she stained it again. And, and I'll just like, tell you, it doesn't look good, guys. No, but she's standing that. next to her cute friend who also they, has stain on her shirt. They are very cute, <laughs> stained people. Um, but, yeah, like, uh, yeah, because then we were somewhere where I saw a mom dealing with a toddler who was getting squirrely in her arms. And she corrected her. And then the toddler was like, I'm going to get more squirrely started freaking out. And, um, it, I, this is like burned in my mind. I, she handed her to her husband and said, this looks like a problem for you. And I was like, this looks like a problem for you. What? That's a squirrely toddler that like, I didn't know if she needed a nap or whatever, but it definitely, I would have interpreted that as this is a problem for me. This, this squirrely toddler, um, that was kind of, foundational that same couple uh when i learned that he when she's morning sick he packs her peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in her purse like he makes them and then puts them in her purse because he knows she'll be hungry later and she won't have made something 
these both for Sean and I were like, what? Mm-hmm. Well, I think we're doing this wrong. Like forgetting that the dad, this is his family. Like right. these are his kids and his wife. They are not the kids that he gave you to just deal with. Like you obviously get a lot of delegated work in this process, but they're his children. Under his authority. They have yep. his name on them. Yes. Hello. What does that mean? So like trying to keep him not involved in the day-to-day business of a kid is so a really bad not idea. good. Yeah. Right. Whenever you said like you fenced off or you did a, this is my work. Yeah. You clearly yeah. have your work. I totally did that, but I was not saved. So there was not a holier work that I thought I yeah, was yeah. delegating <laughs> Ryan to go do, but it was more of a, don't let me burden you with this. Yeah. And yeah. how many ladies look at it as like, Oh, I'm, I am freeing you up. I'm not yeah. giving you this burden. It's stewardess mentality. No, right. you actually yep. need his leadership. Yeah. Like yeah, you're not. He needs to be sanctified. Amen. Like, totally. At the yeah. end of the day, if you are going to grow and you know, I mean, heading on towards elders wives again, you know, yep. if he is going to grow to the, be the kind of man who can care for people specifically and practically yep. right. in their problems. Well, where does that not start? But a squirrely no, toddler. Totally, right? I mean, like, yeah. No, totally. Well, and that's so much counseling ends up being so much exactly like parenting. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Cause I used to think this is so, this is also embarrassing. I totally used to think the qualification about your kids being in line was just kind of like a random check God put in so that he could through Providence, you know, cause I believed in the sovereign God. I still do that. Like, if he gave you an out-of-control kid, it was just because he didn't want you to be an elder anyway for probably mm-hmm. some other reason, whatever. Right. So it seemed completely separate from the work of being an elder. And then as, you know, the farther we get into it, I'm like, oh, just kidding. I see. It's because it's exactly <laughs> the same. It's just, yeah. Yeah. it's with, it's not, it's it's harder in a lot of ways because it's not, uh, you know, you don't get to start with a toddler. Like mm-hmm. you're starting with somebody right. that... Has, the cement has been poured. Yeah, yes. totally. It's it's like a, and a lot dry, of the times, yeah. by the time somebody brings something to elders, you're like, oh, this would have been better to talk about a couple of years ago, but mm-hmm. here we are now. Um, but it, there, it's so relevant. All the skills that you use and the wisdom God gives you in the process of um, parenting is is totally, the it's shepherding work. Mm-hmm. And like right, Sean right. even follows oh, yeah. his, one of his favorite Twitter accounts is an actual shepherd. Mm. Um, I think he's in England and he loves following it. Cause he's like, it's so the guy's not even a Christian, but he's like, it's so good because it's crazy how, how like God knew what he was doing when he used that as an example of right. the work you're doing. There is a book. I can't remember what it's called. It's such a good book. Do you know Wait, what yes, there's called? Psalm 23? Oh yeah. no. No, it, it's by a shepherd. That's it, the is, Sean, it is. Sean yeah. loves that book. That's okay. the same guy. It's his Twitter account. Oh, you're kidding. I, I think this so. guy was a Christian, though. Oh, then no. And then maybe it's not the same guy. I wish I could remember that book. I feel like you told me about this book. Yeah. Like there's a couple also years ago. The, some, there's one on Psalm 23, Psalm 23 that's really good. That's about from a shepherd's perspective. Yes. That's the one I'm thinking okay, of. Okay, that one so, is really okay. good. I can't remember the name of it. I can't remember. But I do. It's funny because living on a farm and having lots of farm... Metaphors Uh, playing out in my life all the time. It is really fun to notice that God has picked these metaphors for real. Like on purpose, he picked these metaphors. Yeah, they're not like random and disconnected. No, I'm like, well, I mean, it used to be true, but it's not anymore. That's not really the case. So it is good. Hey, there's a sheep now. (laughs) It is so cool. One of yours. We don't even have to hurry because Cal's baseball practice is canceled. Well, I would like to request, will you take all of them home? Sure. All of my siblings? Thank you. Okay. I'll take the not my siblings home. Okay, we'll see you later. Bye. Okay. We're podcasting. You have to go away, sheep.
I know you're podcasting. Nah. That's my weekly interruption. <laughs> <laughs> Good job interrupting. I love it. I was thinking earlier, how are we going to know when it's time to stop? But then I forgot that all the kids come out, and that's how we know. Yes, when no, our that's it, it, it's over. really it's loud and rowdy. Yes, it's a whole like bunch of giggling and life. Right? That just yeah, that's how you know it's over. It's right. the giggling life. They are very exciting. It is group. very fun. The time they don't do that though, you're just going to start giggling and laughing and right? just be all that exactly. life yourselves, <laughs> ladies. No pressure. All right. Anything else? Um, Elders' wives. Uh, okay. I was going to ask. Yeah. Do we have time? Sure. For this question? Okay. I was going to ask um, about how this fits into the ministry of women. Mm. So being an elder's wife and fitting into the ministry of women. Because I actually, uh, I mean, obviously this is a big topic. I think that ladies ministry is the term that I like to avoid hard because I think it's problematic in a lot There's of different a lot of directions. weird things connected to it there are um but how does being an elder's wife connect you to or make you aware of a particular ministry of women in the church yikes yikes yeah yikes is right that's yeah. a hard question i is feel it? like okay i'm a newbie or, here no what do you is this is there anything particular in being an elder's wife that gives you a particular vantage point or Maybe authority even. And I don't mean authority like proper. But I would like say a hot influence? no, but I could okay. be totally wrong. I'm going to say a hot no. Okay. Only because I look at, and I only can speak on our church on behalf, is, I mean, even thinking of one of our last uh, dinners together as leaders, we do that once a month. It was more of a like, are there any ministry gaps? So it wasn't just sit down the elders' wives and ask them. It was a everybody who has a investment and skin in the game to be shepherding a people what so do you see that we don't see? Life to life leaders. Yeah, like yes. small, small group yes, leaders. Yes, thank you. Small group okay. leaders. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. No, I gotcha. Um, so it was just opening it up to not just a particular leader uh-huh. uh, proper. I mean, I think there might be needs that are brought. Um, I don't know. I would say no, but I don't know. I okay. could be a. I, could I be feel off like the base. main thing is that, that gets. Because there's like different phases or whatever and um but the one thing that I'm like this just keeps getting clearer is that the women's ministry (laughs) needs to be directed by the elders Uh, yeah very directly which ours is um and it is a really bad idea to let that like run off away from what the men are doing what the church is doing yes yes yep totally so like organism we so we have titus 2 and then men to men is the main men's there's there are littler things that happen all over the place but um but the like when when we're deciding what to do in titus 2 we always start with like what are the elders seeing? What are they concerned about? Sure. And then we suggest things and then they say, that's a good idea. This is not a good idea. Actually, why don't we do this instead? Whatever. Um, because, you know, if so, if you're in a because it's such an easy stereotypical problem of a woman being um, more interested in Bible study in particular, this is mm-hmm. like a very common thing that happens over and over and over. So the woman is naturally interested in having a set of highlighters and a, you know, cool 
Bible study Journal book or whatever. Bible. Yeah, and drink their coffee. What? And then <laughs> here they come. Yeah, it's gonna get crazy. Um, where the men. This is obviously a stereotype. This is not true for everybody, but this is a very common thing where the men are way more into like, what are we doing? They want to do stuff and they're like, yeah, highlighting the Bible. It's boring. I don't want to do that. Um, and Hey, can you just stop for a second? Um, and the, uh, I'm just going to hold my window so that I don't hear them. Maybe it'll make me more focused. Probably not. Um, the, I had it. I'm going to have to like shut my eyes, I think. There's too many kids. Uh, yeah, yeah. That uh, it's very easy for women to tell themselves a lie. That they are the spiritual ones because they like having a complicated highlighter system for their Bibles. Um, and uh, when you have a separate women's ministry doing a really intense Bible study, this grows that sin. Mm -hmm. It's really bad where then you have a whole bunch of women who think that they just have to put up and be patient with their super unspiritual husband um yeah. instead of learning how to get behind the way he is being a spiritual leader mm -hmm. um or you know even if he's not because the thing is i'm not saying they're all doing a great job but um learning how to pick up any little bit that 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 guy is doing and being supportive of that um, instead of wandering off with a group of women to Out all feel sorry woods. for yourselves that yes. your husbands like to build things instead of highlight their Bible. Um, staying away from that is, I think it gets way clearer the more you see of what's happening because yep. yep. it's like a really common woman problem. I would yes. say it's a kindness of the Lord and I'm only going to speak of my heart because former Jolie before save Jolie was like, I wanted to be the boss woman. Like, watch out, I've got plants and I want to go places and let's do all these things. Yeah. But I feel like by God's grace and his work in any redeemed, uh, godly and growing brother or sister is putting yourself under the headship. Like, so if you're a woman, so elders are church, mm -hmm. it is under the direction and the leadership of our men. It's not any woman saying, oh, we should do this. Yeah. I mean, if we saw a need, anybody, yeah. but it wouldn't just be an elder qualified yeah. no. called lady. It could be no. anybody who's like, have you yeah. thought about this? Hey, I see this. What? Yeah. I feel like most of our books that we've gone through in Titus 2, the initial suggestion is just from somebody. Just yeah, somebody's right. like, right, right. this book is really like, good. Yeah. 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 Yep. So. I love it. Well, I think that's great. I appreciate you both. I appreciate you. Wives. I am thank you that you're supporting your husbands doing their thing. May we all be found faithfully supporting our husbands. And if you're wondering what all those scraping sounds are, it's all of our kids and some other kids doing a bunch of dancing. There's a band of dancers. Is that like a dirty dancing move? That was a bad idea. They should not do that. Eric's like, I'm going to die. That was bad. Yeah, he's away <laughs> enough to catch him, I don't think. Okay. Oh, All right. right. See Bye. You Bye. Bye. <laughs>